Welcome to Nerds of the Roundtable, a podcast on the quest for quality pop culture. I'm Jamie. And I'm Dwayne. I'm Sammy. And we are back. Yes. Have you missed us? <laughs> Did you notice we were gone? <laughs> Did you notice we were gone? Yeah. <clears throat> we're, we're back after a long absence, and uh, uh, hopefully things are getting back to a little bit of normal, and we'll try to get some episodes out here on uh, hopefully a more in, intermittent, uh, moving toward regular basis with some new releases we'll discuss a little bit later. But what are we here to discuss this week? We are um, slightly poorly timed, um, but we are discussing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Well, that just means we get to uh, drop some spoilery things that we wouldn't have maybe on uh, an opening weekend. So I'm really excited to unpack some of the little surprises throughout the movie, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Just just a few smidges of surprises. Well, see, that's the best part about this is you do get to talk about it a little bit more in depth. You know, if we talked about opening weekend or something, I mean, we would felt compelled to not really say a whole lot, you know, and, and so I just think it'd be so much better. Yeah. Well, before we get into our multiverse of madness, let's get into keeping it. One. <laughs> Gentlemen, so I get to lead off this opening, keeping it 100, and I'm going to start my time, and you guys are going to get kick out of this. So I know you fellas have missed hearing this so much, but my keeping it 100 for this week is the new Star Trek Strange New Worlds (laughs) on Paramount Plus. I was having an internal debate whether it was Star Star Trek or Doctor Who. (laughs) <laughs> I, went, I was going. I, I went back and forth. But I decided to go this. It was more more d- definitive here. Uh, we're now getting weekly adventures of Captain Christopher Pike, Spock, and Number One. So we're going back to that crew from the the first pilot for the original series, The Cage. Um, you know, along with it, we get a young cadet Uhura. We get Nurse Chapel. We get all of the trimmings. Right. But the most interesting thing about this is the way it's structured. You get the episodic nature of a classic TOS, but you get serialized character development that a modern show like Discovery or Picard would have. So it's this great mix of of SF action and humor. Plus, we get to play in this world, you know, pre-James Tiberius Kirk on the Enterprise, so that makes it really interesting. Uh, so we got two episodes that are released so far. I've enjoyed both of them immensely. Uh, for those Trekkies who maybe are on the fence with the Akiva Goldsman, Alex Kurtzman era of shows, this might cure your eels, okay? So I recommend that you boldly go and watch Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And that is this episode's Keeping It 100. Uh, who, who shocked anyone? <laughs> what can I say? You know. <laughs> Not a problem. The I, I have seen. Um, I've been watching much uh, fewer trailers than in the past, but I did see like a, about a thirty a thirty second, like I guess it was like a teaser or something. It looks pretty cool. It's 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 sweet. I've loved both both episodes so far. Have just been so great. It just, like I said, it's got that feel of TOS, but you've got, you know, more modern kind of characterizations and stuff. Awesome, awesome, Jamie. What say you, my friend? Okay, here we go. Start my timer. I'm glad Sammy went first because I'm rusty and I forgot to have my <laughs> forgot to have my clock ready. Right, here we go. Uh, this week's keeping a hundred for me is Bill and Ted face the music. And when it came out, I was super excited. And then I saw all the reviews and I didn't have, I could make myself watch it. <laughs> I bought it. I bought the Blu-ray, put it on my shelf and didn't watch it. Um, but I saw that it was on Amazon Prime and I was like, oh, I can watch this on my tablet at work. And so I'll just, yeah. I'll, I gotta watch it. I'm curious. And I had a really good time with it. I mean, this is not groundbreaking. It is, you know, they're, they're kind of playing the hits. I mean, they're Billy Joel playing Piano Man. Um, 
And so, but I did have a really good time. Um, it was fun seeing um, Bill and Ted again, as you know, seeing how much they messed up their lives, seeing, but seeing like, you know, that they, you know, or at least dads were invested in their kids. Um, and, you know, we got to see kind of like the first movie, you know, the, the traipsing through time. We got to see that again. And we got to revisit some of the friends from the second movie. And so it was, it was playing the hits, but it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, it's one of those movies, if you just want to be entertained, have a nostalgia trip, Bill and Ted Face the Music might be for you. And that's my keeping it 100. That is exactly what that was. Uh, it was, like you said, playing the hits, hitting all of those notes that we're familiar with. Uh, it was it was just comfort food, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know what I mean. I don't know what critics were expecting. I mean, it's it's the third Bill. It's not just it's not the first Bill and Ted movie. It's the yeah, third it's one. I mean, we know what this is by this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to get Oscar material here. Yeah, yeah. but you I know, did. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was say I, I did. We did. The movie was very instructive in one thing, though. We know why Keanu uh, wears the beard now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was disconcerting. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely disconcerting. Yep. All right. Well, say, I'm, I'm sorry. I was going to say, you know, I still haven't gotten around to watching it. I did see it was on Amazon Prime, so it yeah. is in my my queue now. Um, I did break down and watch Snake Eyes, but that was a decision. So. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah. Uh, of those two choices, you picked wrong. <laughs> You did not choose wisely. (laughs) (laughs) You did not choose wisely, my friend. All righty. Well, I'm up next, and I'm going to uh, go with a Benioff and Wise production. Along with Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine, The Night Watchman, and Bruce Springsteen Band. What is this, you may ask? A Netflix movie titled Metal Lords. Um... This movie was so much fun. I will tell you, it is an R-rated teen comedy. <clears throat> um, this this guy wants to be so metal, but he's so metal that nobody likes him. <laughs> and he he just goes through this journey of figuring himself out. Uh, you know, it's it's all about coming of age, you know, and metal, and accepting yourself and metal, and you know, accepting other people and metal. But uh, it is really a ton of fun. You, know, you have cameos from. Uh, Rob Halford of Judas Priest, of course, Tom Morello, Kirk uh, Hammond of Metallica, uh, and some others. Uh, it's a really fun romp. And like I said, it's an R-rated teen comedy. So, you know, maybe be careful in the company you're watching it, but it is a really fun movie about the joy of music and coming of age and metal. So that's my keeping it 100. <laughs> All right. This is a complete rabbit trail that we don't have time for, but I, I've got Dwayne. <laughs> Did you watch Sound of Metal? No, I have not saw that yet. Uh, that okay. has fallen off my radar. I really, it, it was, it was there for a minute, and then life happened. And you know, for the last <laughs> few months with me, <laughs> life has happened. So I really okay. need to throw that back on the pile. I really need to throw yeah. that back on the pile. Uh, Riz Ahmed, uh, it's been getting a lot of great reviews. Yeah. Um, that I, that I've brave heard. reviews. Yeah. 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 All right. I, f- I figured if, if one of us had seen it already, it would be you. So. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, that, like I said, it, it, it was there in the stack to watch, and it was there in the queue, and then, like I said, life happened uh, with me for the last few months, and uh, just, just, uh, I need, I need to break that stack back out. I was just curious. Well, guys, it is time to pretend we're all Sammy and give out some grades to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> all right, I'm so interested to see this, uh, Jamie one first okay um this is really hard to grade because the the raminess of it all was so entertaining that um it gets like an almost like an army of darkness bump <laughs> mm-hmm. and i mean and just and just the feeling of rain like because this is a very sam raimi movie and so it gets a pass on a lot of stuff because you don't always expect like super tight plots <laughs> it just was i entertained and so um I'm not sure the plot was super tight, but it was very Raimi. It was very entertaining. We got a Bruce Campbell cameo. Um, I'm going A minus. It's got flaws, but it was a very, very entertaining movie. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you you mentioned the Sam Raiminess of it, and I'm I'm glad I'm going up next uh, because 
this, you know, is Sam Raimi's first Marvel movie, first comic book movie that I'm aware of since Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, he, he spent yeah. some time, yes, I think he spent some time back in the horror genre a little bit. Which this has a lot of those horror elements, it has a lot of the Evil Dead elements. I, I noticed a lot of little, like you said, it's so Raimi. It's its own little voice in the Marvel Universe, and I love that it's so unique. Um, I was I was watching this, and I was just like, yeah, Raimi's the man. Yep. <laughs> Raimi's the man. You're just over and over through all of these scenes, all these situations, you know. And and I'm not a big horror person, mainly for the gore, but I love the suspense. I love the twists and turns that some of them can take. And you know, this movie uh, is is pretty pretty filled with lots of strange twists and turns in the multiverse. And I really love the journey that it took. Um, you know, very very unique vision from Sam Raimi. Uh, you know, which but there was no vision in the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. That was probably part of no vision. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> horrible joke. Horrible joke. Yeah, I'm yeah, giving this yeah, an yeah. A plus. Uh, I was smiling from beginning to end. I mean, talking about the cameos, talking about the the, the visuals, the sound design. It's just was killer. I loved it. Uh, it was a grinning from beginning to end. Hmm. All right. Even even the last after credit scene, if you stay through the all end of the trailer. <laughs> I actually had to leave. We had to be somewhere. Well, I, I saw the first one. Knew there was a second coming. They told me it wasn't plot relevant, and I could leave. No, it's like, not. Yeah, it's not. It's no. not plot relevant, but it's so good. Do you know yeah. what it is? I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Mad yeah. that I didn't get to watch it. <laughs> you know. All right. So I, I guess I'm rounding this out. So. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness really continues this trend that I've seen in all of Phase 4. You know, as we've said, this is a Sam Raimi movie, just as The Eternals is a Chloe Zhao movie. Um, there, there's, there feels like a real discontinuity in this part of the MCU. For some reason, this phase, um, I'm interested to see will the MCU and Foggy pull off some, some magic of their own to really start tying any of this together because we've got so many teases in, in this movie that, that could or could never pay off. I mean, we've got Wendigore, Chathon, the Illuminati. I mean, we've got so many nods to comic book stories from the Marvel universe, from Wanda, from strange, you know, is it fake out or fan service? Uh, and we just don't know. And I think it's been the same thing through Shang-Chi, Eternals, you know, all of these, even the Disney Plus stuff. You know, are we going to see a connection? And I think where Dwayne approached this as a Sam Raimi movie and loved it because it was Sam Raimi. Jamie, you know, had Bruce Campbell, so he was just happy. Uh, so <laughs> I think I looked at it, I almost looked at it as a Marvel movie. And I want to know, will Love and Thunder or Wakanda pay off? Are we still going to get this weird kind of strange connections, not connections in the MCU for this phase? Uh, so I went B+. Plus. So I'm, I'm low man on the totem pole this time. And I've got some reasons for where it's. Okay. But uh, we'll talk about that in the pans. But there's one big glaring one for me that bugged me. So, well, I, I think that Avengers, gosh, what are we up to? Five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that the one the one constant we're seeing is multiverse stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that the clue there is just it's going to be a king. I mean, we're not we're not necessarily building to like a super tight thing like the way Avengers built to both, you know, for all, right. for all I think they're just going to build into a confrontation with Kang. And that, that that's my hunch, because you're right, they're weird. I mean, they're all over the place. They're letting dire- directors have more freedom, mm-hmm. more, you know, individuality to their movies. Because none of these really yeah. feel like each other. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but they only, it like, seems like they keep returning to, like, multiverse. The, with the TV shows, with the movies. Yeah. And so like, if they keep going back to that. So that, that that's my hunch. It's just going to be Kang will be the new Thanos. Interesting. That's my two cents. Yeah. Okay. That you didn't ask for. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> that's why. That's why. We're, that's why we're here. <laughs> that's why we're recording ourselves. That, that, that's what we do, right? That's what we do. Oh, but you're right. Guys. I mean, it's everything looks weird here. 
um, like everybody's doing their own thing. Like Shang Chi is a you know it's a kung fu movie. Yeah, this is this is a horror movie. The Eternals is something, um, something else entirely. Like, <laughs> even the TV shows all feel different. WandaVision yeah. is its own thing. I mean, there are, there's a there's a lot more variety mm-hmm. to everything here. Yep. And don't get me wrong, I think it's important to let the directors have their vision. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, no no pun intended, because obviously, as we know, there is no vision in this. But, um, <laughs> sign back to Dwayne's joke. Uh, Thank you. But, but you no, no problem, no problem. I, I, I liked it. Um, but my point is, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think we got spoiled in those first phases as it built toward that infinity saga that we got. You know, now we're kind of all over the place. Yeah. Well, phase one, at least halfway through phase two, it seemed like they were all taking the same mold. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were just remaking the same movie. And then, you know, you started getting a little bit of variety. <clears throat> and really, in this new phase, Spider-Man is the only movie that feels like anything that came before. You know, and it just relates to the Spider-Man movie. You know, the Spider-Man No Way Home really is the only one I think that feels like anything that has come before. Yeah, I think you're blacking out on Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, well, that that was that was you know I, I liked I enjoyed that movie not not as much as some but yeah it, it was uh, Black Widow could have been a Captain America movie really well it didn't you know, feel like it belongs yeah. to rest of these movies Black yeah. Widow should have been Phase Three yeah yeah I mean and, <laughs> it, right, and you look at the time frame of it yeah that's you know it's 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 out of time it's a movie out of time yeah you know <clears throat> yeah. All righty, guys, we ready to move into our fan section and Let's pick a few things that we liked about this. Yeah, we're, we're floundering like Marvel in Phase 4. I'm leading off here. I'm glad I'm leading off because really there's there's a lot, I think, to 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 pick apart <clears> or <throat> fan-wise. I really enjoy the multiverse. But one thing I like that they're have done in this movie, Marvel seems to be taking off with this, at least since like maybe phase three, uh, where they were introducing some side characters and really developing them, you know, where we got introduced to the Falcon and Winter Soldier and Captain America, you know, and some of these other side characters. Throughout, uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, people fell in love with Yondu. You know, he's not part of the main cast. Um, but I really enjoyed the side characters introduced in this movie. You know, uh, America Chavez, uh, I just fell in love with her as a, as a character. Uh, Wanda, you know, she's, she's not Doctor Strange, but, you know, Wanda, uh, they really explored her and her powers, uh, you know, being the Scarlet Witch, you know, the most powerful being apparently in the Marvel Universe. And man, do we, we even want to talk about the cameos? I'm it's the fan to. section. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do we even want to talk about the cameos? Because I mean, I mean, of course, you had Patrick Stewart rolling out as, as you know, Professor X. You had Peggy Carter, Captain Carter. But then we got Black Bolt, who I was really interested in, had no idea who this character was, and I was like. Who is this? I need to know more. You know, uh, the the different variation of Captain Marvel. And do we even want to talk about Reed Richards? John Krasinski. I pray they keep that going. I'm so excited. They have to now. What is it? They have to now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a multiverse and he was killed, you know. Yeah, but if they recast him for that Fantastic Four movie in five years or whenever, I believe there will be a result. I will believe there will be a result. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, this is true. This is true. But yeah, I mean, I almost came out of my seat when he, you know, popped on the screen. I was like, yes, give me more, please. Uh, You know, Mordo, I'm so glad to see Mordo back on the screen. Um, But uh, yeah, that's that's my fan. I love this, this, the side characters. Yep. Well, I'm going to kind of, I'm glad I go next because I can weave right right into that because, you know, the biggest thing for me, I think, with this movie is 
as a comic book fan, as an MCU fan, this just gave us all we we needed, right? We got Krasinski as Reed Richards. I mean, come on. This guy's been fan cast in this role for years, okay? Mm -hmm. We got Charles Xavier entering to the animated X-Men theme. I mean, come on. We get Anson Mount gets a chance to come back and try Black Bolt again in a more comic accurate. I mean, and come on, I, I have to throw this out because I get, you know, Charles Xavier, Patrick Stewart, and Anson Mount, two Starship captains in the same movie, sharing the screen. <laughs> okay. Because Anson Mount is my Captain Pike. So, but other than that, but um, but we get those touches that I think really is great for fandom. Now, I'm going to be honest. This is kind of my, my backhanded fan. Do I think these are going to hold water for FF or X-Men? No, I don't. I think this is Marvel saying, here, we gave it to you. Now we're going to do what we want in our own universe. <laughs> mm. In the 616. <laughs> I see that. There's a pan section. There's a pan section. <laughs> Sorry. All right. But yeah, I mean, just those characters. And then, like you said, Peggy. I mean, oh my, that's just so cool. Um, well, my my fan is easy. I have a lot of fans for this movie because I was very entertained. Um, mm -hmm. But the the biggest one for me is Marvel having the um, let's put it nicely the Moxie to have the Scarlet Witch be the villain. Um, because my my hunch was this was going to be Doctor Strange versus Doctor Strange. It was going to be a team up. They were going to redeem her from her actions on WandaVision because she did some pretty villainous stuff. She basically enslaved the whole town. And they were pleading for the sweet release of death before that show was over. Um, but they didn't. They let her go full villain. She was the villain. And she was very, yeah. very dark. And she was very scary. And so it's the combination of Marvel having the moxie to to do that. But also, like, the performance. This is uh, this is also me cheating for the awards later. Um, but but it was a great performance. So we don't... We, we had quite. Oh yeah, we and we yeah. hadn't quite seen her do that yet because even on Wandavision, it was a it was more of a wounded performance than a full on villain. Like it was, you know, more, you know, under a lot of mental strain, you know, duress, um, doing things that she, you know, I mean, you know, it wasn't full heel turn. Here she's just owning it and did an amazing job. So it's it's the combination of Marvel having the courage to do it and her performance pulling it off. So the Scarlet Witch as the villain is my fan. Yeah, yeah, that was a total flex, and I was so glad to see her pull that off. Um, you know, because I know the character and her performance has had some has had some criticism, but uh, you know, I, but yeah, she totally flexed that role. I think she's done a good job, except for the uh, magical accent that disappears. <laughs> <laughs> More strangely, where do you appear? There's a couple of Sokovian sentences in this movie. Yeah. She's a, yeah, she's Princess Leia in the original trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is, she, is she British? Is she not? <laughs> <laughs> is she Sokovian or is she not? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, in Wanda's domestic abode, I mean, the evil version, there wasn't a lot of pans. Let's go get some pans for this movie. All right. I love that that Jamie finished the fans and I get to open up the pans because now I get to play point counterpoint. <laughs> so it's and and the, and the thing is, we'll come back around to this in the awards also. So so I'm, I'm not totally panning this, but I think it's evident that Ramey did not watch WandaVision and he has admitted that he never saw a single frame of WandaVision. Okay, he said it in numerous interviews, and I think it's evident. Um, we left Wanda in that series. Yes, she had done some awful things, but there was a little bit of empathy there 
the tragedies of her life. Basically, she makes this huge mistake in Westview. Um, but I think the movie ignores the the empathetic character that we got at the end of that. Um, I have a no prize answer for why I think so, but I just feel like she didn't learn anything from Westview based on this movie. We just get, you know, Carrie uh, as Wanda. You know, I mean, that's literally what we're getting. We're, we're getting Stephen King's Carrie directed by Sam Raimi in an MCU movie. Um, and that was awesome. Don't get me wrong. But I think from a character standpoint, I feel like, like she lost something, yeah. you know. I think from a story standpoint, we lost something there. Hmm. I do think there's a moment um, when she goes to other Wanda's house and we see her interact with the boys. I, th- I think we see a little bit of empathy creep in there. That, yeah, that was heartbreaking. Yeah. 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 When she realizes the boys are even scared of her. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of point counterpoint, here's my pan. <laughs> America Chavez. <laughs> Number one, she's one of my least favorite Marvel Comics characters of all time. <laughs> she's just so obnoxious in the comics. I went into this movie not already like biased against her. And I, I don't think that the actress killed it. I don't think she quite nailed it. But I don't think it was entirely her fault. Because I think this this character is extremely underwritten. Um, there's not much character there. I mean, she's just a power set, you know, plot point. Um, and if we're being really cynical, you know, diversity box to check. Um, and I just don't think there was much to this character. They try for the first, you know, act of this movie. They try to have her connect with Doctor Strange. We have a couple of flashbacks, that kind of thing. But I don't. I just don't feel like there's much character there. Um, and I, I felt like that left kind of a, I mean, I mean, it's really the big thing that for me made this movie an A minus and not an A plus with Dwayne. Cause I was very entertained. I just felt like she was just this sort of big hole in the movie that if they didn't make us care about her, um, and that would have been, I was probably a hard sale, but, <laughs> um, but she just wasn't much of a character. She was just, you know, a power set that needed, that Wanda needed, and so she was the Marvel character plucked from obscurity to make this movie work. Now, visually it worked. I mean, the, the way the star portals work is, vi- is visually interesting and cool, but there's just not much of a character there. And with, with a better um, written character, maybe this actress would absolutely kill it. I just think she had much to work with. And so America Chavez is my pan for this movie. We well, know what's interesting about that is, you know, you're coming in with, with a, a notion of, of who America Chavez is, right? When we went to see it, Kendra was like, who is this person? I don't understand who she is. Why did we just get dropped into the beginning of the movie with her and Strange? I don't understand it. And she wasn't all that blown away by the character in general. You know, she and, and I think the way they if they're introducing a brand new character like this, I just thought Ramey went a little strange in the way that he did it for audiences that maybe had no idea who she is. Uh, just to drop her in with Defender Strange and go, boom, here's the beginning of the movie, you know, kind of deal. Um, and then backtrack to give an, an origin or, or that kind of thing. So, you know, that was something that, that we discussed after the movie. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, my pen kind of goes along with James. Now, I don't have any reference for America Chavez. I have no clue who or what type of person she is in the comics. I have no idea her power, skill set, or anything. Um, and that was really my, no one does, well, and see, and that was my plan. <laughs> I was like, okay, what is her deal? Because all that we know is that she has this power. She can open portals to multiverses. <clears throat> but then later on, she actually harnesses that power a bit and starts kicking butt. You know, she's, you know, doing the power punches and whatnot. But through the whole movie, you know, she just randomly, you know, pops these portals to to you know different places. Strange kind of tries to back pat, back uh, trail and say, "Oh, you've always put us right where we needed to be." You know, here or there, you know, whatever. But <clears throat> I think he was just trying to make her feel better. But I really didn't understand her power. Um, 
aside from, and I know, you know, that was the MacGuffin of the movie. Oh, Wanda needs to be able to travel the multiverse and control the multiverse. So she needs that aspect of her power. But what else can this person do? There seems like there should be more. And, uh, and uh, so that's where I wanted uh, some explanation. That was my biggest pain of the movie is what is her deal? What is her power set? What's, what's she good for? You know? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> And it's a little, it's a little dodgy in the comics. Like she's, she can fly. She's like really strong. She does the portal thing, but like she'll do things sometimes. It's like, I don't think the power set you've explained make, lets her do that. Like there's a lot of stuff. Like I'm like, you just kind of squint at it and go like, ah, I, you haven't explained this very well. If this is something she can do, I don't understand. I mean, that happens a lot with her. It feels like. Ooh, well, so, well no. maybe that's the thing, right? So maybe the big tie for these movies isn't going to be a big bad Maybe it's Young Avengers because every one of them keeps giving us somebody that can slide into Young Avengers. Yeah, true. And we'll learn more about America. We'll learn more about, you know, Kate Bishop. We'll learn more about, you know, you know, Ms. Marvel, you know, as they start sliding them all toward Young Avengers or Champions or something like that. Now, isn't this um this actress, isn't she supposed to be in uh, the Marvel's movie? I think that's the name of it now. I think it changed the name on it. And she's supposed to be in Miss Marvel, the TV show as well, right? Yeah. I think she, I think she's credited in both of those on IMDb. Yeah. So may, maybe she will get fleshed out more there. Yeah. That, that may help us out. So, yeah. Graphically novel. Three brothers tackle a different graphic novel each week. Listen as the brothers Fugit discuss classic and not so classic graphic novels. Subscribe now on your podcast feed of choice. Graphically novel. Three brothers who like each other but love comics. Gentlemen, Louise, we fanned and panned and yep, as Jamie said, let's move to the awards. <laughs> we are resty, fellas. <laughs> um, so for best performance, I totally cheated because the right answer is Elizabeth Olsen here. Um, so I'm, yeah. but I've already got that yeah. out of the way with my fan. So I'm going to go Cumberbatch. Um, and for one big glaring reason, um, he's been maybe the worst accent in the MCU, um, since he was introduced. <laughs> I feel like he finally got a handle on it here uh, in, in this movie. The accent wasn't atrocious. And so, and we got some good stuff here. He, he got to ham it up a little bit as undead. Um, when, when he buried dead strange, I leaned over to my wife and said, we're going to get some good ash, bad ash action here. From, from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that, yep. that guy's not staying under those bricks. He's not staying there. Yeah. That was, that was wild. Yeah. He hammed it up, you know, <clears throat> as, as undead strange, you know, he did a good job. Like, you know, with interactions with Christine, some of those emotional moments were, were good. Um, I thought coming back did a really good job here and he got the accent, right? So, yeah. I, I was I was a fan of the first strange movie. I know some people kind of panned it back and forth a little bit, even some backhanded fans, but yeah, I was a big fan of it of the first strange movie and I really, really enjoyed his, you know, turns to when you see him in, in game and and uh Infinity War and Spider Man. But uh, my my best performance is is kind of leading off of Jamie's. I'm going to go uh, uh Strange's hair. Uh, Stephen Strange's hair in all the various aspects of Doctor Strange. It's it's kind of a character in of itself. I know a lot of people have talked about being the helmet head, and you have the ponytail, and you've got the you know the the, the, the white streaks that move around, you know. <laughs> uh, but you know, much like the cloak, uh, you know, his his hair is a character all into itself, and I think it really, really uh, was a, a performance to this movie. Uh, kind of distracting at times, but always entertaining to watch. <laughs> Those wigs belong in the pan section. <laughs> Those don't deserve any award. I, I, I felt almost like a tombstone mustache, you know, throwback coming with that. <laughs> well, 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 does it strange even make a comment that Defender Strange has a ponytail? The ponytail, <laughs> yeah. No. Is it apparently, apparently there's a universe to have a ponytail in you? <laughs> 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 oh, well, we've already talked about this, but I have to give this to Lizzie Olsen. I'm, I might not have liked the way that, that they kind of did the character, but man, she was awesome. That she just totally became so scary. 
uh, that that and like I said, that's where the Raimi flex comes in. Um, yeah. I mean, just her walking into the Illuminati cancel chamber with the oil or blood or whatever that was from the Ultron bots. That was freaky. Uh, you know, and she knows this character. Elizabeth Olsen knows this character. She knows this power set. And, and you know, I, I, and, and I think she's even said how many times she just keeps going, when do I get to say the line? When do I get to say the line? No more mutants. She keeps talking about this stuff, you know, and just it shows me she's invested in the character. That she's yeah. done her research, and I just think it comes through in this with this performance, especially. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, Maya, I'm I'm up next with best scene, and I know you're talking about her in the the council chamber with the Illuminati and stuff, and you know that <clears throat> I'm gonna give that an honorable mention here. I'm gonna go a little bit sideways here because I enjoyed the visuals and the sound design of this movie so much but the scene that i found myself just just almost cackling out loud and having a ball in the movie theater was dr strange versus dr strange when they were fighting with the music notes and the piano <laughs> i mean you know, we're all staying on brand here guys you know this, this is what it is but i love the strange versus strange fight especially when they were throwing the music back and forth in a physical manifested form Yep. Yeah. Watching yep. that scene, I was going, this is pretty creative. Visually interesting. I'm not sure it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> no, no sense. No sense at all. But I mean, it was it was so much fun. You know, and, and this is the multiverse of madness. This is not there the multiverse go. of of you know continuity or sensibilities here. <laughs> yeah. Well, well you know, I, I kind of went sideways on that also, as far as best scene. Um and I went with the Battle of Carmitage. I just mm, thought it yeah. was so cool to see all those sorcerers and they're all doing the the wavy hand stuff and you know all that kind of stuff that we we see in these movies, right? Wax on, wax off. Yeah, oh, I, sorry, I mean, sorry, wrong. <laughs> I mean, if, wrong if only Pat Morita were still with us, he could be doing that, right? <laughs> uh, but, but just to see all of them protecting Carmitage and just Wanda. And it just, I think it was a showcase on exactly how powerful a character she is. Uh, and it was this amazing action set piece that that I just, I think, sets apart, you know, other things in the movie to show what they can do with that character of that power. Yeah. Rob Lothell would say that scene had a temple-touching arm-casting issue. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm gonna be Captain Obvious. Dwayne already mentioned mine. It's the uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna extend it. It's, it's the moment when Wanda walks in, covered in robot blood, into where the Illuminati is, to the point where she's doing the shining Jack Torrance creepy chase yeah. through the pseudo sewers. I mean that that for me that that stretch of movie is the the highlight of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. So yep. much happens there. So much yeah. revealed. Uh, so much character development and, you know, opening up this multiverse and opening up the characters. And we already talked about all those little cameos that happened right there, man. It's phenomenal. Reed Richard spaghetti. Yeah. See, see, I'm showing my age because I was thinking about the Play-Doh barbershop and <laughs> as you cranked it and the Play-Doh comes out, the, the, the head, the head. Strange, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So showing my age a bit, but that, that's where my mind went. So. <laughs> I mean, and would anybody but Raimi have uh, Black Bolt's death the way that went down? I mean, oh, oh yeah, that was killer. I mean, blowing his own brains out. Yeah, I mean, but just and and that and that chase scene where she's down in the tunnel chasing them—that is pure Jack Torrance going through the maze in The Shining. Mm-hmm. And it was so creepy the way she chased them. The the, the way her bo- at that point she was so damaged she was moving. You know, the, the, her movements were creepy. Even we're all just, jacked up, yeah. Yeah, I, I loved everything about that stretch <laughs> yeah. of the movie. You know, and there's so many references like that in there. You know, there's you know the I mean her running through the glass. You know, made me think about Die Hard. Her, uh, you know, like you said, that the 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 good Ash bad Ash with the zombie strange and all that. You know, all those little throwbacks to all of this movie history was right in there. Yep. All right, guys. I think that leads us into best character. 
Um, and I wanted to use this character because I have such a great lead in for it. Um, but how can a character that is so Wong be so right? <laughs> Benedict Wong as Wong. I mean, come on. The humor, the interactions with Cumberbatch are just so good. That whole bit about bowing to the Sorcerer's <laughs> Supreme, that's just so hilarious. But then we also get this character in Wong that that shows that thread of decency. That, that just makes him so cool. Um, I just think Wong works great in this, but I, I want to see Wong more Wong in these movies. <laughs> yeah, I was so happy when we got him in um, in Shang Chi. You know, for a minute. Mm-hmm. Here, yeah. It, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, go ahead, Jamie. <laughs> well, I'm doing a, you know, I, I'm beating the same drum. I mean, it's Wanda, Scarlet Witch. I mean, she was just she was the best character in the movie, and I, and I know, like, I mean, Sammy doesn't think that. <laughs> we carried enough of WandaVision over into this movie, but you know, I mean, as a you know, as a parent, you know, I can imagine losing my girls, and how, I mean, how how that can mess you up mentally, um, and for her to already, I mean, she kind of created them out of uh, mental anguish, and then to lose them again, and to, um, I mean, just the whole thing she's going through. You, I mean, it, even as much as she's the villain of the movie. Um, you kind of feel for her, and maybe that's us bringing our own <laughs> empathy mm-hmm. to the movie. Yeah. And Raimi's not giving it to us. Maybe we're bringing it ourselves because we've watched 47 episodes of the Marvel TV show by this point. Um, but I don't know. I just, I mean, you, you feel for her, but also you're impressed with really how villainous she is. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and and when she, and when it's time to be villainous, I mean, she knocks it out of the park. And so it's just, yeah, yeah I just she, she's the most interesting. Um, Thing in the movie. So. Yeah. Well, you're not wrong, but uh, I'm going with wrong. I'm going with the wrong answer, too. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot get past. Give, give Benedict Wong all the work. Um, I love his character. I love his turn. And to see him, you know, get to have his turn as Sorcerer Supreme. You know, and uh, and I, I was I was listening to an interview uh, with him. You know, I guess a little, little earworm they were throwing out in there. He said, yeah, when, when Raimi uh, pitched me the movie, he said, okay. He's the first words out of his mouth were, okay, picture this. Sorcerer Supreme Wong. Benedict Wong said, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, and uh, yeah, I, I, just, I just love his character and his turn. He's so much fun, even if he doesn't have enough money to buy a sub. <laughs> No, I mean he he is great, and I mean, and you you can just you can you can feel yeah. it coming off the screen how much he enjoys being this character and playing this yeah. role. So yeah, yeah, he just yeah he just feels like I mean it's like Bruce Campbell, yeah. he just he has a blast doing it. <laughs> Alrighty, there's our X-wing uh, coming in for a landing. Uh, it's officially prepare, summer now. As we prepare for best quote. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm just being Captain Obvious uh, this week. All, all subtlety is dead on when it's my turn, so I'm going with the the Charles Xavier quote. Um, and I just, you know, it's just Professor X having one of his good moments. Now, people who read X Men comics know that Professor X is frequently a shady dude and you, not the most trustworthy guy. But Patrick Stewart, Professor X, is a whole different dude. Mm. And so, um, so here, it's just, it's my favorite quote from the movie. Just because someone stumbles and loses their way doesn't mean they're lost forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. It is. It is. That's a good one. All right. Um, So I kind of went the other side and I went with Wanda uh, for my quote because I did think it's kind of interesting when she says, you break the rules and become a hero. I do it, and I become the enemy. enemy, That doesn't seem fair. That was my (laughs) runner-up. That was the only other one I considered. Guys, guys, you're both wrong. (laughs) You're both wrong. Best quote in the movie. America Chavez to Doctor Strange. In every universe, secure food first. 
preferably pizza. <laughs> I wonder what pizza's like in the paint universe. I, I, I want to try the yeah, pizza. Really. Pizza. <laughs> I did uh, wonder what that was like. Yeah, so that's going to be that's got to be interesting. You know, is the cheese gooey or crusty? It looked a little sloppy. It looked a little sloppy, but yeah. it looked good. I, I'm I so surprised. I'm so surprised somebody didn't say no. Her quote about Spider Man. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Does he yeah, shoot yeah. webs out his butt? <laughs> that was already in No Way Home, you know. There's, there's, does, it, does it come out of? <laughs> yeah, that was wild. But I did love that about the same Raimi Spider Man. His webs were organic. I love that. I love that little turn there. But anyway, but anyway, you know, did it first. Talking about the uh, multiverse, we have more Marvel movies than just what the MCU or even Disney has given us. There was a whole pile of movies before. Guys, let's move into our draft and see what non-MCU Marvel movies we like. And I go first. Yeah, I'm glad I go first because I think I'm going to be Captain Obvious here. And, and I just want to go ahead and get this out of the way. X2. Okay, that's not the obvious one I thought. It's really, I, yeah. I, I, was pretty I, lo- I do love X Men too. It's probably the, it's definitely the strongest of the X Men movies. But <clears> I love, <throat> I love, love X two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get to go next. I got to oh, fill it up. You, you oh. know what? God, I, 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 those are a blind spot to me. The the newer ones with those, I always no, forget no, those. You I can't backtrack. You can't backtrack. Okay. Go ahead. Ink is dry. <laughs> Well, I still like X2. No, well, I love X2. Honestly, it's one of my three best. Yeah. Three best. It, it is. Uh, I'm going to stick in the X universe, and I might, I might possibly uh, get Jamie here. I'm going to go with X-Men First Class. How dare you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> they're on my shelf. I just haven't spent as much time with them, so they're kind of a blind spot. So anyway, go ahead. I had to race it off. Yeah, first class is first class is amazing. Yeah, that is my favorite X Men movie. <clears throat> I, I think there's a big three. I'm not going to tell you what they are because you know there's one left on the board. Um, <laughs> I do think you all missed the the right answer. I can't believe I'm going third and I get to say this. Spider Man Two. Yeah, Spider Man Two is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Spider Man Two. Uh, Raimi knocked it out of the park with that one. Yeah, I, really I think it's the best of the Spider Man movies. It, it might still be the best Spider Man movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to agree. Okay, guys, here's a hot take Daredevil, Ben Affleck. Oh, that's on my board. That movie does not deserve <laughs> the hate it gets. No, it does not. I agree. It does not deserve the hate it gets. If, you, if we could excise the playground fight out of that movie, I mean. <laughs> It would hold up a lot better. <laughs> I mean, even 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 the Spider-Man trilogy had Peter Parker dancing. <laughs> <laughs> <don't speak> <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Jamie pulled by Spider-Man 2, so he got back at me for the first class. Um, I'm going to go just pure humor alone. I'm going Deadpool 2. I loved yeah. that sequel. Those are fun. I just thought it was so much fun with Cable, with with the the, the banter about Liefeld. I just it just was great. I loved it. Did I miss Dwayne's second pick, or did we skip him? No, it's Daredevil. Daredevil. That's right. I'm sorry. I was still I was so mad about it. I blanked that out of my memory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm outraged. Because that was probably I was probably I was saving that for my third pick. I didn't think anybody else would agree with me. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> I mean, Colin Farrell's doing weird things with whatever bullseye character type character he was playing, but I, it's just anyway. We, we've already done that. Um, I've got two that I want to take, and I know whichever one I don't take will probably get taken off the board. X Men: Days of Future Past. It's my second mm-hmm. choice. It's a good one. It's very yeah, good. That's, one. That's, all three of my top X movies are off the board now. 
right. Yeah. That's 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 a good uh, that's a good um, trilogy there. Yeah. Um. Hmm. <clears throat> Last I'm gonna go with I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with another movie that gets a lot of shade. And you guys probably are going to throw some shade at me for this, but I love this movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but but the, the Fantastic Four won. <clears throat> I was afraid you were going to say Ghost Rider the way you're building that up. <laughs> no, no, there's there's a reason that's not on my board. Um, <clears throat> so, but yeah, I, I love the first Fantastic Four movie. Um, you know, you know, you have Captain America being Human Torch. Um, you know, uh, Lancelot being Reed Richards. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I, I just enjoy it. It's a ton of fun. Doesn't take itself super seriously, um, and I think that's where a lot of people lose it. But yeah, I think it's I think it's fun for a, for a superhero movie. Well, that and Michael Chiklis was perfect for the voice. Perfect of for Graham. thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I he, he had the voice. He didn't have the size, but he had the voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah he I had don't the voice and the... attitude. I don't know that it's a good movie, but it's got a ton of charm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that pick, yeah. Yeah. At least you can pick Rise of the Surfer. Or that Fantastic Four we don't speak of. <laughs> <laughs> you better say something good after <laughs> going there. Yeah, you better, you better be nice on your next pick, Sammy. <laughs> All right. I'm debating. I'm between two here. And I think I'm going to go Blade. Oh, I forgot about Blade. Blade Blade was on my list. I love the first Blade movie because I know Rob Liefeld argues up and down that that was not marketed as a superhero movie and all this kind of stuff. But it was the first time that I looked and thought, yeah, Marvel can do this. You know, Marvel can do this. This is cool. Blade was on my list. Jamie, take us home, baby. All right, we went. We we've mentioned a couple of movies that are a little divisive. I'm going to go the one that's going to get shade thrown my way, and it's it's a movie that I bizarrely love. And sure, I'm I, I'm probably blind to its flaws. I love Ang Lee's Hulk movie. I do. <laughs> I know. I know they mess up the origin story. It's but it's it's such a bizarre movie, and I, I know the the Hulk dogs are strange, but and whatever Nick Nolte's doing is he's doing Nick Nolte things, <laughs> but but I, I think I think it's the Eric Banner performance. It's the the way they incorporate the comic panels in, mm-hmm. into the, the visual medium of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first my first experience with Josh Lucas being Josh Lucas in a movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just I, I, there's something about that movie that that grabbed my imagination, and and the way that Hulk moved there like he was a uh, he was more of like a like a, a furious child that was a, it was different right. than I've seen seen the Hulk portrayed before and it kind of captured my imagination I know it's got flaws I know the end doesn't make yeah. a lick of sense <laughs> yeah but it, it's uh, just a fascinating movie uh, uh, decisions were made during that movie I love Eric Banner's performance I'm with you yeah. uh, I think he was a mm-hmm. great Bruce Banner he really got that torn um, you know lonerness out. Uh, the comic book panels were a great concept. I don't think they were done well, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, it's yeah, it was it was a movie. <laughs> well, I think at the time, I remember when I went to see it at the theater, I, I really liked it because I thought the comic panels were really cool. Um, you know, the shifting size of the Hulk was a little. Yeah. A little strange when he could hold Betty in the palm of his hand. It was a little King Kong, uh, you know. But you know that kind of stuff. I think the biggest problem I had is is was Nick Nolte supposed to be absorbing man because that just is so wrong on so many levels. Yeah, uh, and that kind of bugged yeah. me. But, yeah. but I mean, but anytime you turn on Lee Loose, you know you're going to get either something <laughs> extremely brilliant or so far out there, you know, yeah. and. And I, th- I think he was, I think he was almost brilliant, but then they tried to bring him back a little bit and they, and they, and they made their own decisions, you know, with, I don't know if it's editing or, or what, but the, the movie doesn't quite stick the landing. Yeah. I love it though. We've yeah. all got blind spots. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, speaking of blind spots, do we, do we have any, uh, any uh, runner ups that, uh, that are worth mentioning? 
I've got one. Okay. I think I've got one and a half. Yeah, I think the first Venom movie. I like it mm. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Venom was fun. Sam? Yeah. Well, you were talking about blind spots. See, I have a blind spot for the Wolverine. Oh, because, I forgot about that one. Because I know a lot of people give that movie shade, but I love it because I've always loved, because of Frank Miller, uh, mm. I love when you mix Wolverine with, with Japan and Samurai and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. I'm just a sucker for it every time. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting movie. I, I, I made my way through that one. I'm going to mention Big Hero Six. Yes, the animated uh, movie. Yep. Uh, Pixar just kind of stole it and ran with it, and nobody realized it was a thing. But that movie is so has so much heart, and uh, I love it. I love it so much. It's visually interesting. It's a it's a whole developed universe, and it has so much heart. And it has a Stan Lee cameo. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> inside and out, front to back. Um, <laughs> I feel so stupid. We forgot Logan. Yeah, yeah. One of us should have picked Logan. Yeah, into the yeah. Spider Verse. <laughs> I mean, Jamie, we're rusty. Yeah, yeah we're, we're so we're, rusty. We're, we're rusty guys. I think all of us were thinking pre MCU yeah. instead yeah. of just non MCU. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking back. Time-wise, almost. Uh, yeah, I pulled Big Hero Six out. It's a little more recent, but uh, <clears throat> I think uh, I think that was a pretty decent uh, draft to have uh, to have kind of been out of pocket for about four and a half months, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> and I have truly enjoyed uh, recording and podcasting with you uh, this evening and getting back into the swing of things. So speaking of getting back into the swing of things, I think we're going to take a swing at something in a couple of weeks. Jamie, why don't you pitch it? Can I do a Keanu connection first? Oh, God. From, God from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's connect Mr. Keanu. Well, I could cop out and say I mentioned <laughs> Dead Face the Music. That's all I got. But I did find one. It was harder than I expected for a Marvel movie. Um, for a, you know, you know, summer block, well, summer-ish blockbuster, you know, big studio movie. Usually you don't have as big a problem. It's supposed to work, but we do have a Keanu connection. All right. Bear with me. Final Fantasy 15 was announced in 2006 and didn't release until 2016. The second Avatar movie was announced 12 years ago and just might be coming out soon. Game of Thrones fans have been waiting for the winds of winter for 10 years. Cyberpunk 2077 was announced in 2012, and in December of 2020, it finally came out. Thankfully, when he's bearded, Keanu doesn't age like a normal person. So they could have delayed that move, that, that video game even more, and they could have still hired him to be the face of their game. In Cyberpunk 2077, he plays some character named Johnny Silverhand. I haven't played this game. I don't know if that name is cool in the game or not. Yeah, Keanu's Johnny Silverhand. Also voice acting in Cyberpunk 2077 was an actor named Aiko Mitchell, where he is credited with voice. (laughs) Get a character named just voice. (laughs) But thankfully in Doctor Strange, Mr. Mitchell plays Charlie, the Doctor Strange fan who is marrying Doctor Strange longtime love interest Dr. Christine Palmer. So this quarters... Keanu Connection is a co-mutual. <gasps> That's an interesting connection there. Uh, yeah, I've seen that game uh, bouncing around quite a bit. Uh, Cyberpunk looks kind of interesting. That was it, guys. <laughs> that like was it. the Keanu Connection. Voice. All right. <clears throat> Voice. <laughs> All righty. Well, what we got coming up next, gentlemen? Well, we are still in an era of slightly irregular podcasting for us. And so our next episode will be a discussion of the debut of Kenobi on Disney Plus, the long awaited, um, fervently hoped for, and suddenly real Kenobi. Yeah, this has been rumored and talked about for so long, and I'm so glad to see it finally happening and it did you know once the once they said filming's happening it's moved along pretty well and i look forward to see what they do with that um 
and how it fits into the existing Star Wars universe as seen by the mouse. Yeah. Well, and and I, what's this? What's going to be interesting about Kenobi is after Book of Boba Fett, and with kind of the flack that that series got for what it did to Boba Fett, um, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Kenobi. Mm. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's Ewan McGregor, obviously. I've got faith in the man, so uh, we'll see. Hope it's not based on the Jason Aaron Kenobi comics. <laughs> and I've well, got issues as, with a couple things in the trailers, but other than that. <laughs> well, gentlemen, as we prepare ourselves for Kenobi, until our next episode, what are we going to do? We're going to keep it nerdy as we look in befuddled wonder at the Star Wars fans' sudden love of Hayden Christensen. <laughs>